Hey, what's up guys? Uh, it is day 302 of GC365, so glad you're here. My name's Alex, I'm the worship pastor at Woodenville, and you guys know Zoe. Who are you, what do you do? Um, She's my intern. I'm an intern. I'm just, I'm, I just call her my intern. Yep. That's basically what she is. That's how he introduces me to people. Everyone, so. <laughs> I'm his intern, <laughs> interning in worship at Gold Creek Woodenville. Well, across the board, yeah. but I go to Gold Creek. And she runs our cafe, so if you guys are ever at Woodenville, um, Come visit her in the cafe. She makes a good cup of coffee because the person who trained her is amazing. It was me. I trained her how to make coffee. So uh, anyway, we're going to dive into the Bible today. We're going to dive into the reading. Um, today was a little bit of a weird one. We're starting in uh, Lamentations. Mm -hmm. And for those of you guys who aren't like artistic, this might have been really weird for you because these are poems. So they're lament poems. Um, a little bit of Bible class knowledge from you. This is something that I remembered from Bible school. And uh, these are called acrostic poems. I guess this isn't from Bible school, but this is also from school school. Yeah. Um, and what that means is that the poem is written alphabetically. So in the Hebrew uh, alphabet, each section. Yeah, it's fun. This is like, I like fun little quirky things like this because it's just interesting. Obviously, once you translate it, it's not in alphabetical order. Yeah. But in the Hebrew alphabet, each line or each um, verse starts with the next letter. So, yeah. Um, so those of you guys who like poetry out there, um, that's what this is. So you, you can kind of relate maybe. Um, and I like this because, yeah, you know, we, we do worship. Mm -hmm. Worship and poems are kind of the same thing. It's telling a story through, um, you know, s different words and, and feelings and emotions. Yeah. And today, this poem uh, out of Lamentations 1 is it the first poem um, of Jerusalem, and they're kind of depicting Jerusalem as the daughter of Zion. Mm -hmm. And there's multiple times in the Bible where um, Jerusalem is, which is interesting, is actually like depicted as a female, um, where she's called like again the daughter of Zion. Um, the last time I did our GC 365, which is which is funny, we kind of talked about the same thing. They call her. Uh, Ariel, which was like the the Lion of Judah, you know, or like this uh, this woman, and it was like a woman's name. So I think it's interesting that they always like set up Jerusalem as a woman. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty pretty cool. But um, this poem is right after Jerusalem gets conquered by Babylon, and it's like again the way they kind of write the poem is kind of sad. It makes you yeah. feel really bad yeah. for for Jerusalem. And it is, it's, it is sad. And we should feel bad in the sense of like, yes, they kind of got what they deserved in a sense. Right. They kind of brought it upon themselves. Yeah. But like, I think there's still for us as humans, we have that sense of like compassion and like empathy. Yeah. So a couple of the verses that stuck out to me, um, it's like how deserted lies the cities that were so full of people. Mm -hmm. Again, this was a grand city that was fill the people to the brim and now it's just a ghost town um bitterly she weeps at night tears are on her cheek the city is crying and she looks and cries to the lord of her affections for the enemies have trumped her so it's like man yeah wow it's like yeah it's a little deep man like and i love it i love when we can talk about the, like the poetry of the bible like yeah. these stories and, and you get a different perspective of it you get a feeling of what's kind of going on rather than hey they were conquered because we've read that already, like multiple times, like, oh, you know, Jerusalem was conquered and they were, you know, Babylon came over, took over, and blah, 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 blah. And it was, it sucks, but like, I think the artistry behind this stuff, and this is why songs are really important, there's like emotion behind it mm -hmm. than just a story. Um, it brings out a lot. So, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was sad reading it because it's, like, <laughs> it's a little depressing. 
because it's referring to the city like as a her as a she yeah. and it's just like you're thinking of a person but it's, yeah. it's the city yeah i don't know it brings a whole different layer of like emotion to it yep so for sure i yeah it was sad i really liked it though yeah it's good um so then in lamentations 2 i think this is funny i don't know if god's trying to tell me something and i was telling her this the other day Every time I get picked to do a GC365, I want to say every time, you can go back and watch most of them. I always get the wrath of God. <laughs> it's like, all right, God, what, what am I doing wrong here? Um, but yeah, so same thing. It's a poem about Jerusalem. Jerusalem had a covenant with God, uh, but they kept breaking it, right? And this is why what happened happened. Yeah. Um, they keep worshiping other gods. So basically God had to punish them. And this poem is basically the story of God actually doing the punishment. So it's kind of funny because that's how to... It's out of order. Um, but again, it's kind of like a movie or something like that. Like, you kind of tell, like, you set it up. Like, this is a sad moment. You know, like, there's that kind of open intro of what's going to happen. And now we're kind of going into, like, the in-depth of what happened before. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think so. Cool. Sometimes I just want to make sure I'm making sense. <laughs> but, yeah. So this is the, the poem about what happened during um, the time when God's wrath showed up in Jerusalem. So, interesting stuff. Poems are fun. Um, I think... When we keep reading the Bible and they throw things in here like this, I think it's fun. It keeps it interesting. It's a different way to tell the same story. Mm -hmm. um, I like it. Again, being an artist, it really connects with me. Yeah. So now we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> we're going to move on to Philemon. So I'm laughing because, so this is funny, actually. <laughs> I, I haven't told you the story yet. Um, when I was in like high school or something like that, there was a guy named Phil, and I used to call him Philemon. And he's like, why do you keep calling me that? I'm like, because it's a book in the Bible. And he thought it was, like, oh, I was so dumb. He's like, no, it's Philemon. I'm like, oh, I thought it was Philemon. So, I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> I, I used to call him, I just, it's a funny story, okay? It's, words in the Bible are weird. I'm just going to be honest. Yep. Even even Onesimus, like, that's, a, that's actually, I really like that name. I don't know, I think it's pretty interesting. But anyway, yeah. Well, you said filet mignon. I said filet mignon as I was reading this. I knew that's not how you pronounce it. Yeah. As I'm reading it in my head, I kept, like, saying filet yeah. mignon. <laughs> and, like, honestly, like, there's so many other names in the Bible, too, that are really hard to pronounce. Yeah. Or, like, you pronounce it once and then you forget. Mm -hmm. And I think that's – it's kind of funny that we do this. But, like, I know there's a lot of people out there, too, like, reading the Bible for the first time. So there's a lot of these words and names that are very, like, King Nebuchadnezzar. Like, it took me so long to even say that. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many different names. Mm -hmm. It's fine to make yourself laugh. You're not weird. Like, we do it. And I was telling him flaming on. If it helps you read the Bible, the story is what matters, not the name. Um, but anyway, so let's go back. We're, we're going way off track. Um, Philemon, um, before this chapter... Onesimus is what we're talking about. So he um, actually betrayed um, his master. So Paul is is kind of pleading for him. Um, so sorry, Paul is writing a letter to Philemon. Yeah. Let's make this clear. Yeah. And Paul is kind of advocating, saying like, "Hey, dude, messed up. I know he robbed from you, yeah. but he's been with me for the past, you know, x amount of time. I've been able to work with him. Mm -hmm. Show the dude some grace. Right. And I I love it." Um, there's a couple like verses in here that I, I highlighted. Mm -hmm. First of all, I love when Paul like opens up like, "Hey, I always thank God as I remember you in my prayers." Mm -hmm. Like just straight up like, "Hey, I love you, dude." But here's what I got to tell you. Yeah. Um, you know, formerly he was useless to you, but now he can become useful for both of us. Mm -hmm. Like, "Hey, I know this guy robbed you. I know he did you wrong, but like trust me, I'm going to advocate for him, I'm going to plead for him, but he 
can really help us out. Mm -hmm. um, and then down here it says, no longer um, as a slave, but better than a slave. He is a dear brother to you. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important because like he put himself out. And I think sometimes we do that as Christians. Like we have people who wronged us in our life. Yeah. And it's so easy to just blow them off or be like revengeful. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you read the story more, I think um, Philemon was actually going to go like kill this dude. So it's like, and that's kind of how we are. And, and, and there's times in the Bible too where, where it tells us like, you know, Maybe he wasn't actually going to physically kill him. Maybe he was. But, like, hating someone in your heart is basically like killing them in your heart. Yep. So I think it's a really good lesson for us. Like, I don't know, someone who's wronged you, yeah. it's so easy to get mad and upset. Yeah. But maybe they've had reconciliation, right. whether it was God or they had a mentor in their life. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like, now he is saying, like, let them be your brother. Um, and I think that's that's a great extreme. Like, right, there's that far side of it. Like, yes, welcome back with open arms. Mm. Um, but I also think there's like a middle ground too of like, yeah, you don't need to hate the person, but like, you know, you can love them still. You can work with them. Mm -hmm. But I love that there can be full reconciliation. And again, this leads us to Jesus. Right. Like exactly. we were sinners. We messed up. Yep. Like we did a lot of wrong things. You know, we were, we basically, you know, pushed God away and Jesus opened his arms up. So I love how this always just reflects back to Jesus. Yeah. 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 I liked it. What do you think? Do you like it? It was good. I know you had some psalms that you liked to point out. I did like the psalms. Um, I kind of found this pattern mm. in the psalms of it talking about gossip. Yeah. And slander and how that's obviously bad. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it kind of hit me a little bit because that's something I'm working on. And it's yeah. something like I probably will always work on. Yeah. Is like not gossiping. Yeah, for sure. That's good. That. Yeah. It's such an easy thing to do. So easy. So easy to do. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I like, I like when the Bible points out things that I'm currently. Yeah. With. Oh, for sure. So. And I love it. Like, yeah, it, it, it helps us again, reflect on what we've done and, um, yeah, just helping us get better. Right. That's the whole point. So cool. Anything else for you? No, no, nothing else. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, well, hope you guys are having a great day. Um, we'll keep seeing you. We're almost done. Like the year's almost over. I know. This is insane. So keep chugging along. We're almost there. It's gonna be great. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye. See ya. <laughs>